of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good morning. This is the morning news for today. Thursday, July 16th for 20th. I'm your presenter, Hassan Robinson. Here are the headlines. Al Jazeera News and Network confirmed yesterday, July 15th, that a Dominica-flagged oil tanker sought by the U.S. over allegedly circumventing sanctions on Iran was hijacked on July 5th off the coast of the UAE. Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has instructed his department to have all of those who undermine Guyana's democracy held accountable. And the father of Regis Kwaczynski Pocket, who died after falling from the balcony in Toronto in May, cheerfully said on Wednesday that he will never stop fighting for her as the SIU moves to wrap up their investigation. The news is brought to you for the very kind compliments of Digicel. The details of these stories and more coming up next. When it happens, wherever it happens, local, regional and global, only on Q95, the big station. We know how important it is for you to stay connected with all that is happening. That's why Digicel gives you more ways to top up. You can add credit or bundles to your account online by visiting digiceldominica.com or downloading the My Digicel app. Stay safe and stay connected. Digicel. BIP messaging app made simple. Keep the good times going, even when you're social distancing. Download BIP and be together. Message, call, or video chat with friends, family, co-workers, anyone. Touch base with one, two, or ten people at the same time. Send secret messages, translate multiple languages, and you get free app messaging available only on the Digicel Network. It's your call. So make the most of it with BIP. Stay connected. Start living. Get BIPPY. Download BIP today. And uh, we're back. Sources from Al Jazeera News and Network confirmed on Wednesday, 15th July 2020, that an oil tanker sought by the United States government over allegedly circumventing sanctions on Iran was hijacked on July 5th off the coast of the United Amrad Emirates. Uh, Arab Emirates uh, seafarers organization said on Wednesday. A satellite photos illustrated the vessel in Iranian waters on Tuesday 14th July 2020. It was not immediately clear what happened on board the Dominica flagged empty Gulf Sky though it uh, is reported that hijacking comes from after months of tension between Iran and the US. Uh, David Hammond, CEO of the United Kingdom based Human Rights at Sea says he took a witness statement from the captain of the empty Gulf Sky confirming the ship had been hijacked Hijacked. Hammond said that 26 of the Indian sailors on board had made it back to India whilst two remained in Tehran without elaborating. Hammond says that he had no other details on the vessel. Also in local news, a strategic advisor to the Dominica Freedom Party and president of the Cari Feed, Jeff Bellot, says despite the shocking realities of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, there is a still need to test the waters with the necessary precautions. Jeff Bellot was referring to the Roosevelt Skirt Administration's plan to reopen Dominica's borders and ports due to the country's success in the handling of the spreading of the virus since the pandemic began. Bellot wants the Ministry of Health and the Ministry of Immigration not to depend too heavily on the results of rapid tests in kits as he and his staff used this equipment at his company and the machine is known to give false results and must be repeated at least three times before any conclusion can be made you know we have to live with covid life goes on i mean it's just like 
of being a priest. You don't expect a priest to live in a box. You're going to have to have a social life too. When you open the border, if you put certain restrictions in place, and that is clear, you should be okay. One of the things I hope the ministries of health is not making a mistake with is really depending heavily on the rapid test. I use this machine at my job every day. I get samples, I test all the samples for animal species, and we can actually use to do COVID-19 tests at our facility. And one of the things that I hope you know, the reason why I hope you're not depending too much on the rapid test, the rapid test has shown a lot of false negatives. Now, you need to be aware of that because the way these machines work, when you run them, you almost have to run them three times when you get a consistent result to prove that it is a false negative or a false positive. I mean, this equipment, it's a machine that is loaded just like a computer, and then it pretty much tells you what you, what you ask it to do for you. So depending heavily on the rapid test, I don't think that's the best thing to do. I think Dominicans, first of all, coming back home, need to be responsible. If you're coming back home, you know you have family members who are sick or you have family members who are old, um, old I mean, I don't want to call them old, but elderly. Like my mom is in her 70s. If I'm coming to Dominica, I just have to make sure I do the right thing, which is make sure I take a test that I am negative, wear my mask throughout the system, and come to Dominica, and then, you know, you go and you are safe. Bellas recommends a slightly different approach for nationals who will be coming into Dominica as of the 15th of July 2020. The other mistake here is you could contract that virus in traveling. And really, and even at our last stage, so what we have done, because before the whole COVID-19, there was another coronavirus in dairy cows, and we've been doing a lot of research on that. And what we found is that in the perfect window is between six and 10 days to really confirm, I think risk you have to take, the country cannot stay closed. People come to the country have to be vigilant. The tourists coming into the island, you already, you, why do you fill in this paperwork where you're going to be leaving your contact information? All this information are there. Then you can do um, uh, um, tracing for the health department, like um, the health centers in different communities. And if you send these people home, their responsibility now to go to the health center, if they have tests available there, whatever, they can do the swab and send it that they, through the PCR machine, they can get the results and you know you are safe. And that was a strategic advisor to the Dominica Freedom Party and president of the Cari Feed, Jeff Bellot. And uh, news reaching Q95 News Desk shows that another murder has occurred. As it has been reported, the murder occurred in Woodford Hill. Uh, apparently, there's a video circulating in social media which shows a lifeless body of a man whose body seems to be mangled, uh, wearing his white sneakers and what appears to be gunshot wounds and he's drenched in blood and uh, with... Uh, somewhat of a grotesque situation q95 news will provide more information on the matter as it as it is, as it is revealed and uh, official reports are confirmed also in local news uh, there is no blueprint as to how to reopen dominica's borders as it is uncharted territory says health minister dr Irvin mcintyre he shared with the general public some of the protocols established by the ministry of health in collaboration with the ministry of tourism daspa and dhta he spoke of a seven-step protocol that begins from the moment one puts on his or her mask to the moment individuals step into a certified taxi there's no blueprint as to how you open a border is uncharted territory. So we've learned from the mistakes of some of the other countries. And um, we've also learned from the best practices of some of the other countries. And we've tried to put um, protocols together that um, 
would represent the best way forward in opening our borders. Um, but let me just go through them slowly, one by one. On getting off the plane, you must have a mask. Secondly, automated sanitizing station. Thirdly, the health assessment, which includes temperature. Fourth, there's the documentation review. The documents being reviewed, your PCR, your approval notice, and your traveling documents. Then you move on to the primary screening site where the rapid test is done. If your rapid test is negative, you move on to immigration, and from immigration to customs, and from customs, you can leave the airport with our certified taxi drivers. And that was the Minister of Health, Dr. Irvin McIntyre. Meantime, Dominic is a Minister for Tourism, International Transport and Marine Time Initiatives. Honorable Dennis Charles says that the government of Dominica is in the process of creating travel protocols for safe entry into the island. Minister Charles spoke at a national COVID briefing on Wednesday as government marked the official reopening of the country's airports and received the two flights into the country. Ms. Charles revealed that on August 7, 2020, the ferry terminals is expected to reopen and uh, working in collaboration with the Ministry of Tourism, Ministry of Health, Dominica Air and Seaport Authority and the DHTA, it will be implementing these protocols for arrivals and departures. We are looking to establish a schedule for Dominica that allows travelers convenience. This we anticipate will be finalized soon. Silver has established a schedule of traveling on Thursday and Saturday, departing San Juan at 10.50 a.m., arriving in Dominica at 12.35 p.m., departing at 1.05 p.m. to arrive in San Juan at 2.50 p.m. We ask travelers to Dominica to continue to monitor the websites of the airlines for schedules to Dominica and any travel advisories as well as to monitor the discoverdominica.com website. On August 7th, the ferry terminal is expected to open and we anticipate service from the ferry companies. The Ministry of Health, wellness and new health investment along with DAS with DASPA will implement the protocols for arriving and departing passengers at the port as well. She says her ministry is open to working with other entities in this regard as protocols are being established to cover all angles to ensure the safety of all those who are ready to experience Dominica. My ministry continues to work with all other ministries and stakeholders including the DHTA to implement the protocols to allow travelers to enjoy their stay in Dominica. Protocols for the accommodation sector are finalized and being implemented by the Environmental Health Department and the Quality Assurance Unit of DDA. These protocols have health and safety as their primary focus. Similarly, eating out and enjoying the wholesome cuisine that Dominica has to offer is a key part of the Dominica experience. Protocols for restaurants and food and beverage at hotels have also been put in place. My ministry continues to work with the Ministry of the Environment through the Forestry Division to ensure that the sites and attractions will be ready to offer that unique nature island experience. It is our intention that visitors to Dominica will be able to experience the sites and attractions while adhering to protocols. It is an exciting time for us as we reopen, but one that we must approach with cautious optimism. Our actions and adherence to the protocols and practices that made us one of the safest countries 
in the world must continue. We must be vigilant in our practice and assertive yet courteous in ensuring that our fellow Dominicans and guests follow the practices as recommended by the Ministry of Health. And that was the Minister for Tourism, International Transport and Marine Time Initiatives, Dennis Charles. And the Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt has announced that Dominica will support all initiatives which allows for flights in and out of Dominica. As he says, he and his team met with Air Antilles last week to listen to the proposals and expressed that his administration is prepared to work with Air Antilles for the benefit of all Dominicans and other Caribbean citizens. Dominica's position is that we will support all initiatives that would allow for flights in and out of Dominica. And so all of the, um, the interested parties who want to fly into, into Dominica, we will facilitate. There's Caribbean Airlines, there's Inter-Caribbean Airlines, there's One Caribbean. Um, Air Antilles has indicated to us, I met with the, the owner of Air Antilles myself last week, um, who has indicated his, his willingness to even expand the services to Dominica and to the wider Caribbean. They have the planes, they have the, the know-how, and, and so forth. Uh, so we, 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 we prepare to support this. And that, that was the Dominica's Prime Minister, Roosevelt Skerritt, and the CEO of Regional Vep Taxi and or that's Vep Taxi Delivery Services, Anthony Martin, says he has introduced a new first world location-based modernized taxi service. Martin explains how easy and convenient this new approach to taxi service will address the issue of 24-hour transportation in Dominica. Web is here in Dominica and we'll also be introducing it within the OECS um, so it gives people um, more value in, in using that service. When you're the word web, I think the first thing to come to your mind is really um, you want a ride. In a sense, this is really what it is. is so web is really a location-based service which connects, it seeks to connect potential um, um, riders to anyone available drivers. So you are at your home right now and you want to go down to the beach, to Picard Beach, and you say, well, how do I get there? I don't have a transport. It's simple, you enter your information, pick me up at 42 Great Marlborough Street and drop me off. My drop-off point is Picard, and you send that out there, and an available taxi driver accepts it, he gets your information, your address and everything else, and comes and picks you up, and he drops it to your location. It's very, very, very simple as that. You want to go to the airport, you want to go to the airport, let's say two weeks from now, we can say, okay, let me book a taxi two weeks from now. You put your information, your pickup point, your drop-off location, you get the fear, you accept it, you book it, you get a confirmation scene, I'll pick you up at that date. Very convenient, very flexible. What Web seeks to do is, one, we know we, do, we don't have the best public transportation system here in Dominica. So it seeks to address that, whereby at any time, any day, you can no longer feel that you're stranded and can't get around. And that was uh, Anthony Martin, or actually he was the CEO of Web Taxi Delivery Service, Anthony Martin. Also, he added that the company offers uh, delivery services which are effective and tracking of movement to the customer in real time. There's Web Delivery, which is basically the very same concept. If you want to move a package from your home to, to the airport or to the port or to a friend or to a business and you, you are not mobile, you simply enter the description where you would want the package to be picked up, pick up a package, let's say at QFM, drop off at airport, available driver, 
accepts it, comes and picks up the package and delivers it. Now, the great thing about VEP is for both VEP delivery and VEP taxi, it gives you the customer the ability to track and monitor your movement of the package or your movement as you're moving along that route. So you know when the package is picked up, you know when it is delivered, you can see it on route to the destination and you see that in real time as it happens. And that is a CEO of Regional VEP Taxi and Delivery Services, Anthony Martin. And the Eastern Caribbean Telecommunications Authority, or ECTEL, together with the National Telecommunications Regulatory Commission, or NTRC, have collaborated with the government of Dominica towards the fight against COVID-19. The NTRC donated U.S. $10,000 to the Ministry of Health and Wellness on behalf of ECTEL. The Board of Directors and the Council of Ministers of ECTEL, together with the Commission and Secretariat of the NTRC, expresses its thanks and gratitude to the frontline personnel in this fight and reiterates the call by the member states, government and health authorities to follow all safety protocols to contain the spread of the COVID-19 virus. It is the hope that the fight against COVID-19 will continue to be successful in Dominica and the regional areas in reopening the Caribbean economies. And in other news, at a press briefing at the U.S. State Department, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says that he has instructed his department to have all of those who undermine Guyana's democracy held accountable. His statement came in Washington and underlines the, de the determination to ensure that a free and fair result in elections are declared. And finally, to our hemisphere, all 21 OAS member states voted last week to condemn the Maduro regime's attempts to suppress independent political parties in Venezuela. Our region has categorically rejected the attempts to create a phony Maduro-friendly opposition. The United States also congratulates the people of Suriname in their elections and a peaceful transition of power to a new National Assembly. We look forward to working with that new government. In contrast, it's now been four months since Guyana's election long past due for a peaceful transition of power. CARICOM and the OAS have certified the recount results. They should get on with it. I've instructed my department to ensure those who undermine Guyana's democracy are held accountable. Also in other news, the father of Regis uh, Kwanchinsky Pocket spoke to the media on Wednesday, becoming emotional while speaking about his daughter, who died after falling from a balcony in Toronto in May. He says, I love her very much, and Peter Kwanchinsky also holding back tears, says that I will never stop fighting for you, as he says. Ania Sai, an attorney for the Konchinsky Pocket family, provided an update on the investigation into the events leading up to her death. The SIU investigation process has raised concerns over the access to information available to counsel and affected families. In order to restore public confidence in Ontario's watchdog, the Solicitor General must address the various shortcomings in the investigation process which will be identified after the SIU releases its report. Ma'at Legal Services has assembled a legal team that includes lawyer Howard Morton, who served as the SIU's second director from 1992 to 1995. Morton believes that the circumstances and evidence obtained from family members present at the time suggests that there is a foundation for criminal liability. And I just want to tell my daughter I love her very much. We'll never stop fighting for you till the day I die. I don't know much about defunding the police. That's a big issue. Um, I, justice for her death. Yeah, justice for everyone that died when police were called. Justice for everyone. I'm mourning right now. I'm grieving with my family. I think a lot of people in Toronto are grieving. Regis was, everyone seemed to think they know they knew Regis personally. When I, people come up to me, they want to hug me. I don't even know these people, but we're all feeling the pain. And I hope Doug Ford starts to feel our pain too.
And uh, that's the morning news. Here's a recap of the headlines. Al Jazeera News Network confirmed yesterday, July 15th, that a Dominica-flagged oil tanker sought by the U.S. over allegedly circumventing sanctions on Iran was hijacked on July 5th off the coast of the UAE. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has instructed his department to have all of those who undermine Guyana's democracy held accountable, and the father of Regis Kwaczynski Packet, who died after falling from a balcony in Toronto in May, tearfully says that he will never stop fighting for her as the SIU moves to wrap up the investigation. The was brought to you for the very kind compliments of Digicel. The details you've heard have been a presenter, Hassan Robinson. Q, top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever.